Welcome to 18 Minutes of Workplace Horror Stories and Helpful Tips. We are Jeff DeWolf and Todd Chandler, and this is Braving Bad Bosses. Jeff is the president of Wolf Prairie, a leadership and organization development firm. He doesn't even have a boss. And Todd is lucky enough to have the best boss ever, and I'm pretty sure he'd say that even if his boss wasn't listening. But over the years, we've both seen a lot oh, yeah. and learned a little. And we're not too shy about passing judgments and armchair quarterbacking the way things should be. So join us for a pint this week as we discuss the do more with less boss. All right. This story comes from a listener and let's call her Vicky. Okay, Vicky. I got a new boss who was very ambitious and wanted to move up in the company. That became a problem when the company started to emphasize efficiency as a measure for success for leaders. And that's just a fancy way to re say reduce cost. Right. Um, so yeah. we know we know where that starts. Efficiency. To head. Efficiency. Yeah. Unfortunately, in our department, the quickest way to do that was to reduce payroll. Oh boy. Um, yeah. And in an attempt to look good in the eyes of senior leadership, my boss cut our staff in half in a short period of time. After that, everyone had an insane workload, and teamwork suffered as remaining staff focused on survival over cooperation. Oh yeah. You know, the tough part on that one that really hits pretty close to my heart is the focused on survival versus yeah. cooperation. Like, that starts to get a very stressful situation to work So it's in. not even just a do more with less, the, the right. workload issue, is it? Right. And so, you know, when a new boss comes in and is much more concerned about looking good up as opposed yeah. to building the team and working with it. And I think the tough part whenever we look at cost-cutting measures like this is really being able to assess long-term cost versus short-term oh, cost. yeah, yeah. Yeah, this this is clearly a scenario of a boss who is is doesn't have much of a long term focus for this department at least. Right, is not interested in the success, just his own success. And so, you know, I hate doing bad boss rehab on these things sometimes. It's just like, come on, man. Yeah, you know. <laughs> but uh, what would you you know what would you initially say to to if you had if you had just a couple of minutes with this this person? Yeah. Is, is doing this to his team. What would you What would you say? Assuming I think he'll the, listen. I think the part that um, so certainly if efficiency is the the key thing on and and you don't know the dynamics of whether that was justified or not. Yep. But um, there's two ways to get to that, right? So you can cut uh, cost by reducing payroll, or you can improve value by making yep. sure that you're having more impact on the organization. And it feels unfortunate that this new boss coming in immediately went to just cutting payroll. Yep. So I guess I'd have that conversation with them to say, what is the impact of being able to, to cut that price? And, and if you think about it from a selling items, like if you just yep. cut your cost and sell cheaper and cheaper all the time, it's a race to the bottom. And right, right. if a leader, if you're really gonna make an impact, I'm not sure that's the right strategy to take. Yeah, no, I think I think I think you're right. I think so. Assuming you could say, "Hey, listen, you know, there are two sides to the equation for right. efficiencies. You can grow the top line yep. with the people you have. Have you thought of that? No. Yeah. Let's let's assume that this 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 listener is right. That Vicky's right. That the, the the fastest way to to show show management that you are improving efficiencies is just to cut heads. Yep. And that's that. Unfortunately, that's the case in most organizations. Yep. The fastest way to, to to save costs is to cut is to cut labor. But you know, you know, my thought to this this boss would be, I think you hit it. Do you have any idea the damage you're doing right. to the long term right. by trying to hit these short-term numbers? I mean, the people you have are, are not going to make it. So, well, I think so. And, and there's two other things I'd say to this particular If you got boss. a chance. Yeah. If, 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 I, if I was brainwashing this boss, I, this isn't bad boss rehab. This is bad boss 
brainwashing. Just pretend you're in a car ride with him for like two hours and you can't go anywhere. I've, I've, well, <laughs> I, I was thinking more sinister. I was oh, thinking I've kidnapped tied to a chair. Them. He's tied I've got, to a chair. I've got lights. I've got psychologists. Oh, no. oh, I've got, uh, I've got all kinds of. I'm picturing like tied do. to a chair, like dumping a bucket of water on him. Right. Stuff right. like that. All right. But anyway, exactly. go ahead. What would you say to him? Go ahead. So the the. The thing I would say is if you are going to reduce payroll, you have to also reduce the workload. And mm. and so what okay. is going to be given up on that? So it's not just do more with less. And then the other part of this that really stings me is the survival versus yeah. cooperation. Yep. I think if you have to make the bad choice and let people go, here's what's going to change about it. We're not going to be doing this. We're going to let this go. This is no longer responsibility of what we're going to be achieving because we can't continue to do more with less. And I get it's tough that we had to go through that, but we need to work together as a team on this and he's not, he's know gonna, that this is no. we're done with this. He's not going to this guy's not going to like that. I know. That's why I, I need more than a two hour car I ride know, with this I guy. Know. He's not going to like it because while he's trying to improve his numbers, the message to the to, to his bosses is not going to go well if he says, OK, I cut costs. But by the way, these six things, I'm not we're not doing these anymore. Right. Because because he's getting, you know. He's getting probably getting some pressure, but he's he's also motivated by this ambition to to just take the next step. And you know this hits this hits home for me because I feel like I spent a lot of my career thinking more about my next step yeah. than what I was doing in, with the group that I had. Sure. And I regret that. You yeah. know, I mean, I, I, let's just be honest. I regret it. I'm I am not pretending that I did it right. I wish I could go back and focus on my on my existing group and not sure. the next group that I hope to get. I so. think that could be a good topic for us to do for season two is to to get all the people that have worked on your teams oh, over the years really? and revisit it. Kind of ghost, sure. ghost of Christmas past kind sure of mindset. I'm not sure I can mindset. handle that, but I, I agree. That would be... That would be entertaining and shocking at the same time, I'm sure. But if you um, can't handle it, maybe we should work on on getting your maturity to level to a point that maybe that we could do that for like season three. So okay, thanks, Todd. All right. So how do we help Vicky out in this situation? Oh well, poor Vicky. I mean, um, I think we're going to have to assume that the boss has somewhat of a human spirit, sure, and is not a complete diabolical loser yeah let's just pretend for a few minutes that that he may be willing to listen to reason Kim. all right so that, can we just use that as like sure. the baseline sure okay yeah and so i think if, if that's the case then i think as vicky takes on more responsibility there needs to be a strong conversation with the boss about the quality versus the amount of stuff that's right. being being get done there right. and what that balance looks like no, I like that. I like that. So if he, if he is a reasonable, then you, you hit him with that. Say, listen, I understand you got pressure from above to cut costs. We can do that. But um, we can't kill the remainder of the staff, boss, right? I mean, you, what won't go well for you is if you lose some of these important people right. who are making you look good right, <laughs> right now by, by dumping more and more on their plates. So helping them with, you know, do, do, would you recommend that Vicky take ownership of creating some prioritization ideas yes going to him not yep. you know not letting not just dumping the problem right on his plate but saying hey here's two or three things that i feel like we could yep. we could cut we could cut off the workload that yep. would help us all survive a little right because i think it, you know it's it's it, there's there are things that we all do that don't get that great of a return on what we're trying to do with it and so like these, these podcasts for instance <laughs> i'm spending so much time sitting here at granite city no, I'm just messing. <laughs> it's, a, it's a highlight of my, of yeah. my whole month. Yeah, 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 whatever. Um, so just to kind of throw it into to practical terms, trying to get back back to the main topic Sorry. here. All right. the, uh, let's assume Vicky had 
15 priorities that she was working on right. on a regular basis. And so now that the team has been constricted, right. uh, become more efficient. Nice way of putting uh, it. Yeah. People have been laid off. Those tasks still need to be done. So now she's picked up another five. So she's got 20 things she's got to do. Well, right. she can't. Can she? You know, even if she works harder and is more efficient herself, she still can't produce all of that at the same level. And so I think there's a element of coming back to the boss and saying, hey, here's the 15 things I used to do. Here's the 20 I work on now. Right. Here's the five out of that 20 that I'm going to do at a high quality level. Here's the 10 I'm going to do. Yeah, I've got to cut back on her. But I'm going to do pretty good on these, but it's right. not going to be at that same level. And then here's the five. All I'm going to do is get these things done. I'm just going to mark them as done and get them off my when, list. When this has happened to me, I, I, I use it as an opportunity to get out of going to meetings. Oh, nice. Yeah. 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 So How that, have you done that? Yeah. You know, just literally. I mean, I, I don't, there's probably nobody listening that, has, that feels like they have too few meetings. But, you know, it, it's, a, it's a perfect time to say, you know what, we've lost three people in our department. Um, I, I can't go to this this weekly two hour meeting that we do nothing in. So um, you know, so if you have a problem, go up, you know, talk to my boss about it. But but I like to go to the boss and give him that heads up. Absolutely. So Vicky ought to say, listen, I got this two th- got this two hour weekly meeting that I sit in, and I don't really feel like I have to be there. Boss, back me up. But because of these additional responsibilities, I'm gonna I'm gonna decline these meetings. Can you back me up to make yep. sure that I don't get I don't get in trouble for it? One of my favorite phrases, and I love every time I get to say this, is I think this would be a better use of my time. Ooh. And so, um, you know, to be able to say. Because your so time is so important because you're a pretty <laughs> darn big deal. Is that what? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, you know, exactly that two-hour meeting is like I'm, I, I don't feel like it's a productive use don't of get, what I'm Don't doing. get me started on meetings. We yeah. don't have time for that. That's, an, that's another topic for another. A whole other yeah. topic. Meetings are a great example on it, though, yeah. because we all have meetings that we go to that. Yeah. And, and it's more about we're being seen in the meetings than us actually getting value out of the yeah. meetings or, quite honestly, even being able to contribute value to the meetings. Right. And right. so if there are other people on the team that are going to be there, it's a perfect opportunity to have the conversation with the boss to say, this is what but, – but you can't just say, I got more important things to do. you got to be real specific right. and say – I plan to work on the XYZ project and get this done. That right. feels like a better use of two hours than going to this meeting, particularly right. since Jim's going to the meeting already and he can cover some right. of these parts or I can tell him what I want to do with that. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So meetings is a it's low-hanging fruit for yeah. finding more time. If you're being asked to do more with less, right. look at where you're spending your time, right. your meeting time. Yeah. Um, but uh, like I said, I think that that'd be a great topic for for a meeting happy boss, perhaps, uh, one set of the, episode. One of the things I want to talk to Vicky about or be able to help her out with is the survival versus cooperation. Yeah, so one yeah. is, yeah, survive. you got to make sure that you're, uh, you're capable in this situation and that you're protected. And that's a difficult thing to be able to do. But part of that is saying, what value am I bringing to the team and how do I make myself invaluable? And the tough part I see on this with people doing this ineffectively is they hoard information or they hoard projects that they work on because they want to be so valuable? You think that's what she's talking about when she said that, you know, when, when the workload increased with the with the shorter staff, that teamwork suffered as the remaining staff focused on survival over cooperation. Do you think do you think it was survival in that they they started to you know form alliances like Survivor Island, you know, where they they were too worried about like you said, like they're hoarding sure. information. They're worried about their future now because cuts keep coming. Sure. Or is it more they're just trying to keep their head above water survival? Oh. And so because of that, because they're so overworked, 
that they don't have time to work together on things anymore. Well, you have given me a new insight here, I Jeff. I had assumed it was more like making sure I'm I mean, not the I'm, next I'm one. I'm like doing cut. exegesis on her like two sentences in her story. But, I don't you know. even know what that means. Oh. But I <laughs> like the thought of thinking about survival from a standpoint of like I just I'm overwhelmed yeah. with work as opposed to necessarily. It's kind of how I read it. Up. I don't know if that felt like that. She that that the, it was creating a culture of you know survival of the fittest, and I'm like I'm looking for ways to make myself yeah. important. I, I sort totally. of read it like. Totally just, the way I read it. Yeah, yeah I, I sort of read it like I'm just dying here, so we're not we're not doing things together anymore. We're not work. We're just sort of like all of us are just just focused on getting stuff done, trying right. to survive. I don't know. Could and, be either. And well, and y- I mean, if you think back to kind of basic uh, needs, Maslow's hierarchy and all, oh. the uh, you know the survival is kind of the the key thing of making sure that you've got that taken yeah. care of. But the trick is how do you get past survival and into cooperation as quickly as possible? Yeah. And Vicky, it's not your job to create the cooperation and to make sure that the team is working that way, but you can still do it. And so, so you know, you, you sometimes bring up the idea of kind of banding together with your yeah. peers. Now, what do you think about that in this situation? Uh, uh, the survivors are there. They're all going through the survivor remorse or whatever you call that, sure. you know, after layoffs. Um, do you recommend maybe Vicky just sort of does a, you know, like a, like, like an offline meeting with some of her peers and say, how, how are we got, guys, how are we going to survive this? We, we, we need each other. You know, does someone need to step up and do that? You think? I think, I actually think that would be great in this situation. And what I like about that is being able to have the, the priority conversation with the peers to be able to say, here's what I've picked up. What have you picked up? What's, is that the right prioritization? How do you see the prioritization? Are there efficiencies we can have, amongst ourselves that makes sense that maybe we're doing some redundancies if we're kind of both doing the same thing and we could start to cut that out what, yeah what if she what if she circled the wagons if you will without the boss there yeah. and and maybe what if they created that list of of demands and priorities and things that they're worried about and balls that are dropping and as a group put together sort of a priority one two three list and put something together and then Say, hey, boss, we we need some time to to share something with you that we've we've been talking about. Yeah, no, think, I like that idea a lot. Do you think the boss would feel threatened if if suddenly there's a meeting on the calendar with a whole staff, and he wasn't the one who coordinated it? Well, I I think the 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 tactic on it is how do you frame it up as a conversation about here's what we've decided to do as a team as a solution. So not so much so not a, negative like this is an intervention, but right, yeah. right, exactly. And so you wouldn't and, invite, you wouldn't invite HR at that point. No. Oh, okay. Um, and and I don't know that I don't know that you even need to involve the boss in this. Like if it's an agreed upon among the peers, like mm. here's what we're going to do to get done what needs to get done and make sure we've got each other's backs. Here's how we can provide that. But I think if you're cutting stuff off the list yeah. as a group, I think I, th- I feel I still feel like you get, this is a recommendation you take to the boss. Totally. Totally. But, but you know, do it deferentially. Yep. This, this person sounds obviously more, more concerned about his image. Yeah, upwards, right? Because he wants the next step. He wants promote. He wants to be promoted. That you you don't want to make him look bad by leaving him out. So my so my recommendation would be yeah, and I think that's you, you do involve him and say hey, listen, we brought something to you. you. Want your feedback? Well, and I think you frame it up to him in a way to be able to say here's all the inefficiencies yeah. we found that you can cut more out of. Ah, yeah, yeah. And help help him look even better. Right. Give yeah, him a solution. Yeah. I like to take. that too. Like like start the meeting and say. You know, we're here because we, we want this. We want your team, us. We want right. all of us to continue to be effective and to and to have a great reputation here at the company. Wouldn't you like that? Yes. Yeah, yep. that's what I want. Yep. Well, in order to do that, because of the reductions that we've had, we've had to come together and 
do some creative planning and cutting yep. that we want to run by you to see if we've got it got it close to what you think we ought to do. Yep. And then, you know, so so back to the idea of bringing something to a boss and letting them let letting them have some uh, take. So it's part of either taking ownership for it and getting the credit for it or being yep. able to have some say in it and say, no, no, that's not the right stuff to cut. We got to keep doing that. Why don't you cut this? Instead? I lost my train of thought because hell's bells rang back there and i was like what what is that noise oh yeah it's our hell's bells it's signaling that it's last call we have to we have to wrap up even though we could talk about this all day so here here uh, on this podcast we keep it short we got two minutes todd to wrap this thing up quit scale you're in the situation do you do you jump ship do you do you bail out scale of one to ten one being bail out ten being no one being brave out brave it ten being bail out do you jump off right now or do you wait for the axe to fall I yeah so this is one particularly where you've got the history of the axe falling I think you start to look around um, I think it's healthy to, to to be able to make sure you've got some options and you yeah. protect yourself that's part of survival yeah I love the notion of circle of wagons uh, okay. get the rest of the team involved on it and make sure that you're all uh, working together uh, there's a little bit of strength in numbers but it's also just going to help you make smarter decisions that's a good point yeah yeah, yeah. I, I like it too I, I mean I think I think I would uh, I'm, and I'm, I'm struggling because I want to give this a high score. I feel, yep. I feel like, like Vicky is is stuck with the person who is is a is not going to change. This person probably won't be here long. So the reason I'm struggling is I'm like, maybe you bail out, you give her a nine or a ten, and say just go find a new job because right. But the, the you know the other side of the of, of the coin is most likely this person will be gone soon. Now, right. the question is, is he going to do so much damage that you don't even want to be a part of whatever's left? Right. Certainly, so. you don't want to work in a culture where you yeah. could be the next to go. Certainly, you don't want to work in a yeah. culture where everybody's focused more on survival than on cooperation. But if he gets his promotion... And he's gone. Then you might maybe you're the next in line. I mean, who knows? I mean, if, you, if, if Vicky steps up and, and circles the wagons and takes some leadership and does some of those things, right. maybe she positions herself to... To step into a role where she can make some positive changes. And how much impact are you having, too? Right. right. So I'm kind of in the middle. I'm going to give it a five. How about that? All right. All right. So circle the wagons. Keep keep uh, keep plugging along. Be be proactive. Be very strategic be about strategic. how you use your time. So as you take on more responsibilities, right. feel free to have conversa- tough conversations about right. what you yep. do less quality or not do at all. Yeah, and I, the reason I like that is I think it focuses on the positive. Yeah. So rather than Vicky complaining yep. about the workload all the time, taking a positive approach and saying, "Hey, this, it is what it is. I don't have any control over this this but these budget cuts, but." Um, boss because of that I, I want us to, i want us to continue to be successful and then being being positive and proactive about pr- providing opportunities for you know for, for for cutting the things like meetings and stuff that could maybe go by the wayside so the good thing about ambitious people yeah. is they move on whether they get promoted or not because yeah. they're always stepping into the next thing there's grass is always greener yeah. somewhere else that's and, why i like working with you i don't have to worry about ambition getting in the way <laughs> Well. Ouch! That might be the first time I've ever been called non-ambitious. It won't be the last. <laughs> <laughs> well, All if right. you're ambitious and you'd like your story shared on our podcast, go to bravingbadbosses.com and uh, share your story with yep. us there. We'll be anonymous about it. We'll talk about it. We'll have a few laughs around it. And hopefully, hopefully, we'll have a few good ideas around it. We can only hope. Thanks, Todd. Thanks, Todd.